Today's word for December 11th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. And I want you to know that. I want you to know that greater is coming for you. It's on the way. It can happen at any time. God's promise can manifest. The thing you've been believing God for, standing in faith for, maybe waiting a long time. It can happen and it can happen at any time. Greater is coming for you. We've been studying the life of David. And uh, we've been studying it for months. And this is part 82 of the series. And the title of today's message, Greater is Coming, part 82, is From Rejected to Accepted. We serve a God that will take you from rejected to accepted in his sight, in his kingdom, in the beloved. And so in 2 Samuel, we've been studying the life of David and we're in 2 Samuel this week we studied chapter 9. I'm just going to read 2 Samuel chapter 9 and verse 13 is what I'm going to focus in on today. The Bible says, And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem. He, he was taken out of Lodabar. He was brought to Jerusalem. And then he always ate at the king's table. And he was crippled in both feet. That's it. That, that's the line I want to read for you. He was crippled in both feet. That didn't change. His location changed. He moved from Lodabar to Jerusalem, but then his activity changed. He took all his meals at the king's table. He was taken from rejected to accepted. Let's talk about it. So yesterday, um, I talked about Mephibosheth and David and how David restored some things to Mephibosheth. He said, listen, I'm going to give you all the land that your grandfather owned. I'm going to give you stuff. I'm going to give you money. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you servants. Ziba is here and all of his family members and all of the servants, they all now work for you. And I love it. I mean, he got an inheritance and it was a rightful inheritance. It was what he was supposed to receive. And, and he was cut off from his inheritance for a season. And then everything came and it was a season of restoration and restitution. And it was like, praise God, hallelujah, right? So I love the story. Uh, it's a story of divine redemption and restoration and grace. But the problem is that Mephibosheth needed to change his mindset. So outwardly, that's great to receive blessings outwardly. So outward provision is, is great. We all like blessings like that from the outside, but it does you no good if on the inside, you're not in a position to receive it or to enjoy it. So let me say it again. So you getting blessings externally, right? External blessings don't really do you much if internally you're messed up. So if you don't have peace, if psychologically, mentally, you're not able to receive the blessing and enjoy it, then the blessing is not really going to be a blessing <laughs> to you. So, so God wants you to be in a position to where you can receive it and enjoy it. Mephibosheth was born as royalty. As a little boy, he was a little prince. He was comfortable with royalty. He was comfortable being around the throne. He was comfortable being around heads of state. He was comfortable with all of that. But when David gave him his stuff back and servants back and all of that, 
that doesn't mean anything if Mephibosheth still saw himself as a dead dog. Remember when he came, he was like, why would you want to bless me? I see myself as, as no, not worthy. I am, I'm, I'm basically no better than a dead dog. That's the way that he saw himself. So like is often the case with us, Mephibosheth needed to elevate his thinking to be able to be in a position to enjoy the blessing. And a lot of times we got to do the same thing. God wants to bless us, but listen, if I give a fool a million dollars, he's going to do foolish things. Matter of fact, he can destroy his life. That's why you see all these shows about how the, the lottery ruined my life. Yeah, because money is an amplifier. So if I give you money, it's just going to amplify whatever you're doing. If you're already doing destructive things and you already see yourself in a destructive way, if you're, if you're hooked on substances and now you get a bunch of money, you're going to kill yourself. That's what you're going to do. Why? Because you haven't, you got to change on the inside to be able to enjoy the blessing. So what King David was doing was blessing him, but then he had to do something that was like, well, I'm blessing him externally, but now I have to do something to bless him internally as well. So what was David's answer for a disabled man who was battling depression and low self-esteem? What was David's answer? In the wisdom of God, man, God is so good. In the wisdom of God, David had Mephibosheth eat all his meals at the king's table. Now, what did this accomplish? I believe it accomplished two things. And when I, when I share these two things with you, I want you to open up your heart and apply it to yourself. So two things that this accomplished when he said, listen, from now on, you're going to eat all your meals at my table. What does this accomplish? Well, number one, it covers his weakness. So Mephibosheth what was his issue? His issue was he had crippled feet, right? So although David was not anointed to heal him, remember, I already talked about old covenant, new covenant. The, the blessing of Abraham was on David. The blessing of Abraham is a natural blessing, not a spiritual blessing. And so the blessing of Abraham was on David. So he was rich and he was prospering and he was conquering and he was winning and all of that. But he couldn't lay hands on Mephibosheth and have Mephibosheth recover, right? So that was not the anointing that was on David. Natural blessing versus, versus spiritual blessing. So what, what could he do? David was like, well, I guess I'm going to do the next best thing. What's the next be best thing? David covered Mephibosheth's weaknesses by having him sit at the king's table. Let me explain. So Mephibosheth is there. So between the size of the table and the elaborate table coverings, Mephibosheth's weakness, which was his feet, they were covered. They were not visible. So when dignitaries came, right? And of course they came, any dignitary that came to town that was fortunate enough to have a meal with the king, then Mephibosheth was there. And as long as Mephibosheth was already seated before they got there, then that's it. They would never know that there's something wrong with Mephibosheth because his feet are covered. They can't see his feet. So when they sit down, now Mephibosheth can have an engaging conversation with heads of state with dignitaries, with important people. He can have these conversations without ever exposing his disability. David was helping Mephibosheth get past the trouble that he had experienced and leave his troubled past in the past. Say amen to that. All right, another thing it was doing was helping him to elevate his thinking. And a lot of times God has to get us away from stinking thinking. So, so once Mephibosheth felt comfortable operating as an equal with heads of state and dignitaries, 
then he would no longer feel sorry for himself, right? So now he's like, dog, I got my stuff back. I got land. I got servants. I got money. I'm here. I'm treated like one of them. I'm treated like royalty. Now, yeah. So now he wouldn't feel sorry for himself. His weakness was under the majesty. Watch this. He, his weakness was hid under the majesty of the throne and his thinking was elevated to his new position of honor. Let me say that again. His weakness was hid under the majesty of the throne and his thinking was elevated to his new position of honor. That's what God does with us. Now he was in a position to walk in the blessing. So what does this mean for you today? What does this mean? You're like, man, Rick, this is a good story. What does this mean for you today? I've already given you a lot of stuff to apply, but I'm going to give you three more. I'm about to give you three things. I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? So we can close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Number one, we serve a God who covers our weaknesses. Oh man, when I got to this point, I high five myself. We serve a God who covers our weaknesses. We serve a God who desires to cover your weaknesses, to give you a position of royalty in his kingdom and to elevate your thinking, just like he did with Mephibosheth. He will cover your weaknesses, give you a position of royalty and elevate your thinking. The Bible teaches us in Jude 24 that God is able, we serve a God who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless. He presents us faultless. Now, this doesn't mean that God doesn't see your flaws. He does. God sees your faults and your flaws and your failures, and he chooses to bless you anyway. He's not tripping off over that. So, But here's the good news. When God presents you in heaven, dun, 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 ladies and gentlemen, announcing a new you know, entrance into the kingdom of heaven, Rick Pina, when God presents me in heaven, when God presents you in heaven, he's going to present you as a child of God who's covered by the blood of his son, meaning making us clean, filled with his own spirit, the Holy Spirit, and a human who is called according to this holy calling. And then Jesus is our advocate, right? And so Jesus is presenting us to the Father and to all of heaven as faultless. Now, now we're not faultless, but he's able to present us faultless. How can Jesus do that? He does so because he is covering our weaknesses with his own strength. Jesus does for us what David did for, for Mephibosheth. God covers our weaknesses and presents us faultless. God covers our weaknesses and presents us perfect. We are not faultless, but he presents us faultless. We are not perfect, but he presents us perfect. I mean, my God, so don't focus on what you can't do. If you learn to rest in God and you learn to accept the calling that's on your life and you learn to embrace the grace that God has given you to fulfill the calling, you will serve a God, you will discover this God who covers your weaknesses, who presents you faultless, who leads you to focus on the strengths that he has given you. Listen, I am not perfect, but Jesus was perfect for me. I am not faultless, but Jesus was faultless for me. I am not sinless, but Jesus was sinless for me. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. Yes, when Satan looks at me, he sees sin. But when God looks at me, he sees his son. And so, so no, God, listen, he's seeing me and Jesus is presenting me faultless. Peter said this well. Peter said in 1 Peter 2, verses 9 and 10, look at, look at what Peter said about this. He says, listen, look at me when I say this. He says, but you are the ones who are chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, chosen to be instruments 
in the hand of God. God will do his work and who will speak out for him through you. He says to tell others night and day of the difference that God has made for you. God has made a night and day difference for you. You're supposed to tell everybody about it. And then Peter says this, you're supposed to tell people that you went from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. You, God took you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. I'm saying that's who God made. I'm, come on. Shouldn't you want to give God praise? You should want to live the rest of your days giving God praise, telling everybody about the goodness of God. God took me. It's been a night and day difference since, since I got born again. God took me from nothing to something, from accepted, uh, from rejected to accepted. Say amen to that. All right. Number two. I told you I had three points. This is number two. All right. Number two. We serve a God who will never give up on you. And that's good news. So even if you allow the frustrations of 2020, COVID-19, I got it. Even if you allow the frustrations of this world to cause you to want to give up, cave in and quit. Even if you think that you're, you're derailing yourself from your destiny and you're giving up on your future, I want you to know that we serve a God who will not give up on you. Mephibosheth, to be clear, Mephibosheth had given up on life. That's it. He was like, that's it. When I was five years old, this happened to me, and that's it. I used to be a, a prince. I, I was supposed to be a king someday. I used to have money. I used to this. I used to that. But he had given up. That's it. He had given up on life. But God had not given up on him. His breakthrough came when he least expected it, and the same can happen for you. We serve a God who is tirelessly committed to you. That even when you're not thinking about him, even when you say, forget God, you reject him, you want to walk away from him, the Holy Spirit won't let you. We serve a God who will track you down. He will pursue you. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I'm talking about when you stumble, there's goodness. When you trip, there's mercy. They'll pick you up. I'm saying a God who will track you down, who will pursue you, who wants to bless you. I'm telling you, God loves you so much that he's not holding your faults against you. He Don't judge your future by your past. Let go of the pain of your past. Open up your heart to your future. You have not disqualified yourself. Why? Because you never qualified in the first place. Jesus qualified for you. Say amen to that. Number three and finally, I love Fridays. I love going into the weekend strong. Number three, last point. We serve a God who wants us to enjoy total life prosperity. Let me explain. Total life prosperity. David changed Mephibosheth's financial balance sheet when he gave him the land and the money. He changed his level of responsibility when he gave him the servants, but he changed his life when he helped him change his mindset, right? When he said, you're going to take all your meals at my table. I'm going to put you around people. I'm going to elevate your thinking. That's when his life changed. Yeah, the money was okay, you know, and the stuff was okay and the servants were okay. But really, it's, you have to change from the inside out. If you're, not, if you're not healthy on the inside, you're never really going to be able to enjoy the stuff on the outside. So God loves us so much that he wants to see us physically healthy, financially strong, emotionally stable, socially accepted, and psychologically sound. I'm talking about every. God wants us to be blessed in every area and every aspect of our lives. This is God's desire. And this is why I keep telling you, greater is coming for you. Why? Because God wants to bless you. Why does God want to bless you? God wants to bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. And so if you open up your heart to God's goodness, you will experience God's best. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I may have come to you damaged. 
but I was still destined. I may have come rejected, but I am now accepted. I cast my cares, anxieties, worries, and concerns all over to you. You spread your wings over me and you keep me secure. Your faithfulness over me is like a shield or a city wall. You cover my weaknesses and present me faultless before the world. You empower me to prosper in every area of my life. You have made me a holy instrument in your hands. I have been nothing in the eyes of many, but I am now a champion in the body of Christ. I sit at your table. I participate in the supper of the lamb. And I see myself the way you see me. I walk with my head held high. I formulate my opinion of me on your, from your opinion of me. And you see me faultless. When you look at me, Father, you see the blood of your son. You see your own spirit. And you see the plans that you made for me before the world began. So life may have dealt me a few blows. I may have even been knocked down from time to time. But I was never knocked out because of your grace. I will find, follow, and finish your plan for my life. And I'll get it done before I die. That's why I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Man, this was good. I really enjoy it. I love Mephibosheth. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email address for free. And so listen, I want you to open up your heart to God's best. Please, every area, every aspect of your life, God will take you from rejected to accepted. God wants to bless you externally and internally. Please open up your heart. Greater is coming for you. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. I read every comment. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. God bless you.